Welcome everyone to 2023 season episode 29 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. As always, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney racing family for two decades and Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news, notes, and a lineup of special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the Verizon 200 on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Steve, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And uh, this time, we're back to the normal deal. We're back on Zoom, couple, several hundred, couple thousand miles apart, whatever it is, (laughs) from Ohio to Florida. (laughs) But uh, thank you again for for, uh, being the host last week. It was really cool to actually be able to do this thing in person and uh, see you next year, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. You know, we use the famous wall of hoods. Um, I need to make some more when I'm at it. People are getting on me. I got all (laughs) kind of projects. I got all kind of projects. I got it too. (laughs) I'm making, I'm making like, I've got three, like, two or three actual hoods I'm making for in my garage area that, uh, you know, I just saw a post about that somewhere on uh, some uh, in discord or something where they're talking about sheet metal, where can you find sheet metal? And yeah, it, it really isn't a lot out there. So I just make my own. It's not authentic, but it looks pretty on my wall. No, and it was great to see. Uh, finally, see it in person. It's kind of cool to see all that that uh, hard work that you've put into that over the last couple of years. So, fresh off this uh, Ryzen 200 at Indy, possibly the last time they're going to run the road course, at least for now, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, the race itself, I thought, was was pretty decent, um, and we weren't there, so shocker, it did not rain. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry for everybody in a couple weeks when I head to Daytona, don't blame that one on me. It just rains all the time in Florida. It's just a coincidence. I promise you, but it was a, a dry weekend, at least for the cup series and, uh, a race that got to, I mean, talked about a few different races this year that got to play out naturally. Um, this is what the third or fourth, fourth or so road course race of the season that we got to see with no stage breaks. And uh, this one resulted in one natural caution that happened very early on in this race. And then it ran a uh, green flag the rest of the way. So what were you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, the fact that it got to play out naturally, just the one caution, no stage breaks and uh, the fastest car pretty much ended up winning. There may have been one guy that could have challenged him. Yeah. Um, actually there were probably three fast cars. I would, I would say Suarez, of course, Michael McDowell, and then Chase Elliott. Yeah. Um, those three. Um, and that's the thing is those three were head and shoulders above the rest. Um, the no caution thing changed, you know, change pit strategies a hair, but not a lot. Um, what you saw was guys running either short or long to get inside the window. Uh, cause some of the guys pitted early in that early, early, um, caution. And, I don't think there was enough tire fall off for it to make a difference. Like pitting earlier than somebody else getting back out there with the fresher tires, you weren't making up enough ground. Um, the file, it wasn't like the tire fall off was two to three seconds where you could make, make up, um, a spot or two, you know, by being on the track. So, um, then it was just a matter of not making your mistakes, you know, and, uh, some guys did, some guys didn't, as, as we'll find out, um, some guys messed around with the wrong guy. 
<laughs> and we don't and get found, to say that very often. <laughs> and found out, you know, yep. um, I've won, that's one of my better TikToks. Uh, the song choice was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And you mentioned, um, you know, pit stops being a little bit more important. And you don't usually see like during green flag cycles, you know, if a team's a little bit slower than another one, especially on a place like a road course, it's not going to make that much of a difference, but it did. I mean, some of these mistakes were big. So, I mean, we're talking about 10, 15 second longer stops, but I think even early in this race, there's uh, the 34 team after taking the lead came in, had just a tick slower stop than the 99 and the 99 did come back out with the track position. So it can make a difference even on green flag stops and, um, that 99 crew is one of the best on pit road, uh, pretty consistently. And, uh, you'll see at the end of this race, they kind of cost him a shot at, uh, at least having a chance to go out there and possibly win this race. So, um, but for Ryan, uh, I say it's, it's this year. Um, I feel like in, in the past, uh, with the older car, he is a little bit better, tick better on road courses with the old package, With this new car, he kind of hangs around his, his average finish. And we kind of saw, Pretty much, I would call an average weekend. It wasn't a bad weekend. It wasn't a great weekend. It was just okay. <laughs> you know what? Um, this is the thing, and I I pull this up real quick because let's talk about the top ten, right? Uh, the finishing order, real real quick here before we get into and and okay, McDowell won the race. He started the race fourth. Elliot was second. He started the race third. Suarez finished third. He started the race first. Reddick, who finished fourth, started second. Bowman start, finished fifth, started ninth. Um, Briscoe and Moot Martin Truex are the two outliers here. Them two were sixth and seventh, and they started out uh, um, 13th and 12th. Okay. Um, Larson finished eighth, started sixth. Bell uh, finished ninth, started seventh. And then Van Gisbergen uh, finished 10th, fin- started eighth. Okay. So almost the whole top 10. Yep was pretty close to where they started within three spots, four spots of where they started. So, um, partially because they didn't have a caution, uh, you know, uh, a lot of cautions and a lot of restarts, because once you got out there to racing, everybody's lap times were within two tenths of each other, except for maybe three or four guys, which we pointed out at the beginning here. So once again, it was whether or not you made a mistake, whether it was on pit road or, you know, you ended up getting tangled with somebody and, you know, that. And it's like what you said about the lack of tire fall off. So there really yeah. wasn't one guy mm-hmm. pushing harder than another guy. So he has a big tire detriment, but you're right about that with like those three cars. If you watched fall along with the times at the end of that race, those three were within, you know, three to, I think, but at the end, Suarez had made it up to about five or six seconds back. And then mm-hmm. after that, it was like 20, <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. there was a pretty big gap between, yeah. you know, third mm-hmm. and, and, and Reddick, I think. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's just, uh, the, what happens when there's, you said no stage breaks, everything plays out naturally and, uh, the best cars, I think for another week in a row here, the best car end up winning the race and yeah. wasn't the 12 team this week. Definitely wasn't the 22. Um, and no. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. And uh, the two did okay. Top 15 finish, I think, for him. So, um, But yeah, like I said, it was an average week. And uh, I'm hoping for, I don't even know, for for next week when they hit Watkins Glen, I'm always going to be hoping for more. But um, we definitely just don't need any any disasters. But uh, this weekend wasn't a disaster, and things kicked off with uh, practice and qualifying. Yeah. Uh, first off, 
practice qualifying wasn't on TV anywhere. Okay. Yeah, it was it was yeah. weird. It was on it was on the app. It was on the right, NBC the, Sports app. And I mentioned I, to you the fact that I watched Xfinity practice and qualifying totally fine on mine. And now I was traveling, so I don't know if that had anything to do with the way logins and your location works in the app, but mm-hmm. watched Xfinity the whole way through, totally fine. And when it switched over to Cup, it gave me an error saying that yeah. my provider would not allow it. And I mean I have YouTube TV, I've never had any trouble at home or anywhere else around my normal area, being able to watch any of that stuff, exclusive stuff they have on there. I saw plenty of people complaining the fact that um, they bought into Peacock because Peacock was going to show some of these things throughout the year and do a lot of the post-race shows. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate last several weeks, they've been able to complete their post-race show on the regular network that they've yeah, been on they haven't yeah. had to go over time so um yeah so i haven't really got much use out of the peacock just yet it's not that expensive but yeah, it was really weird to me i don't know if it was just a glitch and i mean people were commenting to bob and other reporters saying like hey i'm getting locked out of the app and even the nascar yeah. app for a lot of people including me i don't know how it worked for you we couldn't even see timing and scoring for a that's majority the, of the time too that's the part i was going to get to um okay so i got the nbc sports app i had no problem once again, you're right. It may have been because of where you were or VPNs and all that. Um, but the fact that the NASCAR app was not working, not showing you timing and scoring and not giving you the scanner was very irritating. And I don't know if it's because it's a Roger Penske owned track and not owned by one of the other factions or because it wasn't on regular TV. I'm not sure which, um, but that there, been, I hope that never happens again. Um, and if it's something to do with Indy or whatever, let's fix that, you know. And that was kind of the theme of the weekend because people were frustrated that during the truck series race, they couldn't hear the scanners. Uh, yeah. and the excuse at that point was like, oh, it's because it was over at IRP and NASCAR couldn't it's put a- their equipment at two different tracks at the same time, even though they do that when they're at two different total zip codes uh, so i didn't understand that that excuse completely so um that was unfortunate because i know there's some folks even you you'd like to tune in and listen to josh spot for zane mm-hmm. during those races yep. too so yeah it just seemed yeah. like the the weekend was just kind of weird when it came to the app and scanner and timing and scoring so um friday was actual inspection here i think it was and the 20 fa- 24 failed it three times um so they weren't going to do qualifying they had a pass-through penalty um, you know, practice Ryan was in group B, um, group A went out, um, the top five cars in group A were the 20, the 99, the one, the 45, the eight, um, you know, the t- times were in the one, uh, was it one minute, 29 second bracket and literally one through 18 in that group was between 0. 0.360 and 0. 0.560, two tenths, 18 cars running laps, the fastest lap of those 18 cars within two tenths of each other. Now that's pretty tight. Um, the 20, uh, 20 kind of scratched the wall there. Uh, so we get to group B and Ryan kind of does this thing where from lap to the next lap to the next lap. Um, and I'm watching it on TV and writing it down each time he comes around, he goes from like 31 second bracket to 30.7 to 30.1 to 29.9 to 29.7 all in the first five laps. So gets better by like half a second to a second each lap through. Um, and he was about four tenths from the top five at that point. Um, the 10th best in group B, the 18th best overall. 
Um, but the top five in that group were the 34, the five, the 38, the 30, uh, the 54 and the 48. And then the 38 spun during the, near the end of that practice. Um, so we get to the qualifying group, a qualifying 15 minute session. The 22 is on this strategy that what they went out and ran a lap and then came back in. They didn't run a full lap. And I don't know. They were talking about, I don't know what it would do. Cooling the car off and maybe cycle the tires. Maybe that's part of it. Um, <clears throat> but with five minutes to go though, everyone goes, you know, pretty much goes back out too. So now it's like a scramble. You know, some of the guys who went out and ran a lap early, they come back out and run another lap. And um, the top five is 45, the 99, the nine, the 20, and the eight. And once again, this um, this is a little more spread out. They're about point, uh, point 0.4 between one and five there, uh, four-tenths. So uh, we get to group B, and the two and the 12 seem to do the same thing. They go out and come back in. Um, and they just put up a lap, I mean, because uh, Ryan was like uh, – was it 28.95 and then uh the two car was 29.021 um then we get the 33 spinning out ryan comes out and runs a second lap and he runs a a 28.764 so it's over uh, 1.2 seconds faster but the top five is uh 34 to 5 the 48 the 54 to 51 um, and this once again, is about a four tenth gap between first to fifth. So it's going to it's get spread out a little bit more here. He ended up about 10th best in that group. Uh, the 99, well, they can do the poll 99 gets the poll. Um, I got the 91 here in P eight. So he actually did a pretty good job on, on getting himself in the top 10 here. And Ryan is going to start 16th with the 22 starting 18th and the two starting 20th. So the whole Penske car is all in a line on, on, on the start on, on Sunday. Um, we got the stages of 15, 35, and 82, six sets of tires. Pit stall four um, behind the five car in front of the 23 car. So that was kind of interesting. He was pitting all the way at the front end of pit lane. Um, lap one is up to 14th here. And then lap two, we got that caution for the 31. And uh, I don't know, the 22. Okay, so a lap one, the 22 almost wrecks Ryan. Not sure what he was doing there. The in-car camera was pretty scary looking because I see Ryan hit the car in front of him. And I'm thinking, yeah. what the hell's Ryan? Well, I thought to myself, what are you doing, Ryan? You get, you know, what you break, you know, did he break check you? What? But then you see the actual footage and it's the 22 just plowed into Ryan. I'm sure Ryan was on the brakes and couldn't do anything about him hitting the guy in front of him. And I mentioned and to then, you um, that he did the same thing last year to some guys. He yeah. just would send it into one. I think he did it one or two times. And uh, so I don't know if he just thought he was going to keep doing that strategy, but yeah, he was going way faster than anybody else and just plowed into him. Yeah. And in a way um, the new restart zone actually helped because they were more spread out coming down into one. Um, And by being more, more spread out coming down into one, it didn't collect eight guys. You know what I mean? It was one guy and it affected one more guy. And luckily those two guys didn't get crushed on it. Um, when the 31 gets his caution, the 22 was the one he was tangling with. He just like missed the turn or something. And yeah, he went in too hot just... and into turn and just just slid. He like hopped, popped the 
the curb and just slammed into the 31 and 31 had nowhere to go. And man, that was sure. it's unfortunate. Cause I mean, if you remember, he's the one that ran second to SVG at the Chicago street course. So he didn't qualify well or anything, but maybe could have a chance to get a decent finish. And, but yeah, didn't get, didn't get that chance. Cause the 22 had some issues and then their, their day was basically over after that. They finished 30 something, I think. Yeah, Ryan says something here about needing to be in the first eight rows on the restart. Says anything further back than that, they lose that lead pack pretty quickly. Uh, Jonathan, of course, comes on and says staying out. We restart lap six. Um, he's up to 12th. Um, oh, this is where he gets hit from. Okay, it was the second restart. The second restart's the one where he gets from behind by the 22. I'm sorry, it wasn't the first restart. It was the second restart. Into one, he gets slammed by him. Um at lap seven, the 34 takes the lead off the 99. Um, and uh, Ryan is chasing the 19 car at this point. It was kind of fun to watch that. Lap 11, um, up to 12, uh, about eight seconds back of the leader. And then at lap 13, we start some green flag pitting. So uh, one or two cars did pit during that first caution. I believe it was the six car and the 11 car. And that kind of comes into play later on, too, during this cycle, because they're going to be able to go a little longer. Um at lap 13, we're pitting, and then we get to the end of the stage, and uh, the 34 wins stage one. So we pit right before the end of the stage. Um, stage ends, but everything is green. There's no caution at the end of the stage, so it kind of just keeps rolling here, and people are in their pit cycle here. Lap 16, um, you know, Ryan's in 30th at this point while the pit stops are cycling, and the leaders do pit at this point. Um, you know, lap 18, Ryan runs his fastest lap of the race, uh, 89.646 seconds and lap 20, uh, the top 11 haven't pitted yet. Ryan's up to 20th, um, lap 24, the 17 passes and, um, lap 25 here. He's up to 15th, but uh, with the pit cycle continuing at lap 29, the 19 and 20 pass him. He's back to 16th here. Uh, it's talking about no turn on the left-handers, no rear grip, um, Lap 30 up to 15th, lap 31 the, is where the fun happens with our our, <laughs> our friend, A.J. Allmendinger. Okay, so. It happens. <laughs> it, it happens. So here's the thing, because um, I, I brought it up before we started discussing on the podcast. Twitter yesterday on Monday, I had a little back and forth with somebody. I have no idea who this person is, but I had I had posted something on Twitter about messing around and finding out because that they posted this video where they showed both in-car cameras of Almendinger and Ryan. Now, if you're a huge Almendinger fan, it's all Ryan's fault. But the reality is, is. Ryan was apexing a turn and the left rear gets hit and it wiggles Ryan pretty good. And because it wiggles Ryan pretty good, Almendinger tries to come around him on the outside. Now on Tuesday, uh, NASCAR posted the video with spotter audio. And like you said, the spotter audio, uh, what, what did, uh, Almendinger's spotter tell him? Yeah. Still there, still, still there, there. And still spin. there. And then he went, he went oh, um, so Almondinger wasn't paying attention to a spotter. Um, I don't know if Ryan actually moved to move him. I think Almondinger may have tried to come across him thinking that he wasn't there or hoping that he wiggled him enough that he wasn't there. And um, you also you know, got to talk- hear uh, you talk about that initial contact that Almondinger mm-hmm. made with Ryan. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Nichols, who is a secondary spotter for the 12 team uh, that we interviewed earlier this year on the podcast, uh, actually mm-hmm. has heard saying dive bomb. He died or like dive bombing you know, or something like that, mm-hmm. like right before the contact happened. So yeah, he even so, saw that coming too. So, yeah. And that's the so, initial contact of the 16 into the 12 before uh, Almondinger spins on the, the next contact. So, so the, and what the do spotter I audio definitely helped. Yeah, what did I what did I say to you on uh, on uh, I think I texted you that uh, AJ Allmendinger thinks he's God's gift to road course racing. <laughs> okay, and and I'm sure he is at some point. You know, when you're going up against all the kids in the in Xfinity Series and you beat them all, uh, that's great. That's super. And he does have one or two wins in, in the Cup Series. You know, where he's better than. But you know what's happened since since his early part of his career? These guys have all gotten better. These guys actually put time and effort into it. They race five, six road courses a year, not, not two or three. And guess what? Um, that guy that you just made that move on, he's just as good as you now. You, you may think that uh, you could have got away with that because he just doesn't have the skill or the ability to make up for it, but he has more than enough skill and ability to make up for it. And uh, you know, it, yeah. He, he, and the funny part is that video today, he apologizes afterward to his uh, crew chief. After everything calms down, after he calms down from his his rant about he's going to get to him when he gets him or when he's going to wreck him or, you know, they, they play a thing from, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 seconds later. And he's like, I'm sorry, I messed up the race. He did. He knew he messed up the race. Ryan gave him what he what he gave, gave back when he got, um, you know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ryan didn't cut cut up into him. Maybe actually AJ come down across his nose. I just think Ryan didn't give him any. I think AJ came across, but I think Ryan put his nose in there and wasn't wasn't going to back off just because of what had transpired in the turn prior to that. So it was interesting outside of that one fellow that you had the back and forth with. Yeah, it was almost universal uh, on the on the comments on some of the posts about, you know, people liking to see Ryan stand up for himself and and some things like that. So the TV broadcast was really interesting because Junior um, you know, junior has personal relationships with a lot of the drivers. Okay. And he says something to the extent of, uh, we, they didn't show the first part, you know, they show the reaction. They didn't show the action that caused the reaction. Right. And, and junior says, ah, Blaney don't do that very often. You know, that's, that's something I, the Blaney don't really do. So something caused, we didn't see something there. Something caused that to happen. And, and, and it's, that's exactly true. The broadcast never got back to it. There was too much else going on. Um, thankfully NASCAR did with those in-car uh, footage, um, because you can da- plainly see Ryan's Ryan's coming into that turn and AJ comes right up in underneath him. I mean, tr- to an angle that he shouldn't come into the turn from. So that's the funny part is everybody thinks that, oh, well, he must've got inside of him. No, he didn't get inside of him. He actually aimed his car like a missile for the left rear corner of the car not even like trying to hit the side panel he tried to hit the corner of the car and he did and ryan got loose because of it wiggled straightened it out but gave aj had the moment gave him momentum to try and go around him but like i said sometimes you're going to get back what you give um and uh messed up his whole day and really if he was that skilled of a driver such a great race uh, road course driver that maybe instead of aiming his car like a bullet and trying to knock somebody loose to, to, to make a pass, maybe you would have went up underneath them, got up underneath them under the next turn and, and then, and then passed them that way. 
you know, a door to door deal in, in some of these passes is one thing because you've gotten to position uh, maybe under breaking to get door to door with them. But when you actually just hit somebody from behind to wiggle them so that you can pass them, that's not, you know, that's the same, you know, <laughs> and it's the same thing with short track racing where that happens too. to, you know, it just eh, very frustrating to watch. And luckily Ryan didn't end up being the, the brunt of it this time, you know, cause it, it seems like he races like a gentleman as much as he can. And, uh, yeah, you know, sooner or later you're going to get one. You know, yeah, he doesn't have too many issues with people. I think he had. Uh, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks here now where he did. He had the the incident with the the seven car. So I mean, it's a little bit of drama here <laughs> leading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we don't see yeah. it too often, and um, I'm here for it. It's okay. It's okay when it's not yeah. anything major. As far as we yeah. know, there weren't any fisticuffs or anything like that. We might just have to watch what happens this week at, at Watkins Glen. Whether AJ still hasn't reviewed the tape enough <laughs> to see yeah. uh, or if he has any other thoughts on it, whether this whole, I'm going to get the 12 and wreck him payback comes to fruition. But this was such a, I mean, it was, there wasn't much excitement <laughs> in the race until maybe the last 10 laps and watching mm-hmm. uh, the battle for the lead that was kind of coming into the picture. So I think that's why they really kind of had to play this, this up early on. Yeah. Um, the 11 is uh, the leader at, at this point. Ryan ends up getting passed by the two during all that too. Um, but he does get him back later. Um, uh, Josh at one point says there's debris out in turn one out of the groove. I mean, this happened a couple times. There were, there, there was debris reported and they never called a caution because it was far enough out of the groove. Um, lap 32 up to 16th lap 35, uh, the 11 win stage two Ryan's in 16th. And then the 11 and the six after the stage ends, uh, they both pit. So, like I said, they were able to run differently because they pitted in that early uh, caution. 34 takes the lead here. Uh, lap 37, um, he's up to 14th, about 23 seconds back of the 34. Um, lap 39, Jonathan tells him about 10 more laps because they want to get inside their window. They're going to make this a two-stop. Two Everybody pretty much made this a two-stop race except for the guys who pitted under the, the first caution. Um Jonathan tells me the only thing he sees differently that the 34 is doing is uh, something with fourth gear into turn seven. I've got kind of a question mark there. Um, so they're looking at data and they're trying to figure out, you know, why is the 34 that much better than certain cars, you know? So, you know, he sees something about fourth gear into, into turn seven. So um, maybe under, he's doing a better job of braking there or something. Uh, lap uh, 44, Josh tells Ryan they're doing really good. Actually, there's only about three tenths off of the leaders who all ran long. Um, and, uh, Ryan says he uh, really needs uh, some more drive off in the right handers, uh, lap 46. Um, Jonathan tells him about the fuel switch because they're running to a point where they might be running close to running out. Um, and, uh, three car had just pitted recently had faster tires, Ryan gets passed by him. Ryan's in 15th at that point. Lap 48, we are pitting, um, going on fuel. There's a wrench in the window. They just kind of showed this pit stop on regular TV here from the front side. Um, and pit stop itself goes fine, but they really have to wait on fuel. They, you know, they know they're going to run so many laps. They need to make sure it's full of fuel. Um, lap 56, he's up to 16th. The lap 60, 15th, and the 34 has a three second lead on the nine here. Lap 62, they're talking about debris in turn seven from the 38 car, but nothing. They don't do anything about it. 
At lap 63, the 11 pits, Ryan's up to 14th. At lap 64, he passes the six car and he gets to 13th there. Uh, lap 67, passes the two car, gets to 12th. But at lap 74, the 54 car passes and runs back to 13th. Now, the 54, as the race went on, got faster and faster. And he was one of the top cars at the end of the race, really. Uh, 34 ends up running Ryan, you know, uh, it literally is running out of gas in the last lap, throws that switch, um, finishes 13th. Um, so like we talked about beforehand, uh, these strategies were not all over the place because of the way the pit, the, the pit cycle, you know, were, you know, some ran a little shorter or a little longer because they were able to do fuel mileage, but everybody was pretty much a two pit strategy. Um, didn't give a chance for a lot of passing. And like you said, the, 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 the 99 in the first pit cycle passes the 34 in pit road. The second pit cycle, they pit at the same time. And the 99 just totally, totally, totally has a bad pit stop. Uh, the hose got stuck underneath the, the wheel. They had to come back around, jack the car back up. And um, just, yeah, it just caused it to be too long a stop. Um, and 34 went back out with the lead. And uh, pretty, pretty popular win. Uh, Michael McDowell, uh, it's nice to see him win a race where like, he won the Daytona race, Daytona 500, and he won it under circumstances. You know, he was the right place, the right time, two teammates wrecking each other, the whole field wrecking behind him. Um, I mean, you're going to take him any way you can get him. You know, I won't complain about that no matter who it is. But this one here was a butt whooping. This one here was, uh, you know, one of the top three or four fastest cars on the track. Got himself up to the lead, led 14 laps. And then, you know, when he needed to dominated and held off the five car pretty well. I mean, he was running lap times where the five, even though the, not five, I'm sorry, the nine car, the nine car was really fast. Elliot was really fast, but could never really close on it. Never really get into a point where, you know, and I think at the end, I was just kind of like, almost like the last lap was a victory lap. You know, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty good to watch. He put on a show. Yeah. He basically kept saying, he's just managing his gaps. Didn't want to push the car too much. I thought that was interesting. There's a point in the toward the last closing laps where he told the spotter to not don't give him any more information, just update on the gaps every once in a while. Um, the nine kept, like you said, nine kind of kept it interesting. Um, I still think we're kind of um, we just didn't get to see the possible battle that the 99 maybe could have had just due to that last pit stop that they just really kind of messed things up. <laughs> but uh, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, a feel good win, I guess. <laughs> I, I know um, McDowell, I think in the past, has raced Ryan a little bit rough. Uh, mm-hmm. But as a team for front row motorsports to go out and dominate a race, this is the first time they've won a stage, first time they've led the most laps in a race. And like you said, wasn't kind of a fluke win. I will say he definitely put himself in the right position for that Daytona 500 win, just as Ryan did when he won at the Roval. Um mm-hmm he probably feels good just as Bubba did, you know, Bubba wins that first race in the rain and then just goes out and dominates at Kansas. Um, it's as a driver and a race car driver who you don't want to have that asterisk <laughs> next to any mm. of your victories, Mm-mm. especially if it's the only one you have. So right. uh, kudos to them. And, uh, you know, he went on uh, Denny Hamlin's podcast today that was released today on Tuesday and basically said as much, you know, he, he was happy to be able to go out there, dominate a race and win and mentioned some interesting things about, you know, we all know they're a smaller team. They're not like super small, 
but they're not even, I would say, midsize. And mm-hmm. uh, he was just saying that he hopes with the success that they have the rest of the year that they can afford to buy uh, Hawkeye. So they yeah. can well, push the limits a little bit more when it comes to aerodynamics and the way they set the body up. Well, that's the thing, you know, it not only makes the playoffs here, but the owner's points is how they pay out the, uh, um, the money at the end of the year. So, um, they make the playoffs now and if he can move up around, maybe even two, maybe he gets the, you know, the final eight, um, that's that much more money each time, you know? And so this is something that we know from last year that Ryan, uh, the 12 was not in the owner's points part of the playoffs. So, um, they're in the money right now. You know, they, they know they're going to be at least the top 16. And if they can, you know, get through one round, even that's even a bunch more money. So yeah. Um, and, and correct that that money is like you said, a Hawkeye or something like that. would be something they really could use. Um, instead of trying to borrow data off other teams or, or, you know, have some help from Ford, um, they might be able to do it on their own. Wanted to talk a little bit about the, playoff picture here and the fact that i've mentioned it i think the last couple of weeks getting more and more nervous at the fact that the 12 team hasn't scored any stage points and because of that and with their just kind of top 15 finishes the last few weeks they've slipped further and further in the standings they didn't move positions this time they're still ninth but they slipped like another 10 points or so and they're only um so they're ninth right now they're only one point ahead of chris busher who is 10th so Ryan is minus 164 to the leader and Busher is minus 165 and Kyle Bush is an 11th at minus 170. So Ryan just has six points over uh, staying in the top 10 there. The good news would be as far as trying to position themselves to get as many um, bonus playoff points that they would get once the regular season is over. Um, the Sixth place, Kevin Harvick is at minus 153. So I think that's definitely still within reach. If they have a like two amazing races, I think fifth place, Kyle Larson at minus 132 is kind of still in reach. And the reason this is important, I mentioned, you know, when the reset happens for the playoffs, depending on where you finish in the overall point standings, you get bonus playoff points that you will carry with you through each round. And they can be incredibly important, as we saw last year after that race at Martinsville where Ryan, you know, was just a couple of points away from making it into the championship four. So the regular season champion gets 15 bonus playoff points. Second place gets 10 bonus playoff points. Third place gets eighth. And then from there it goes seven, six, five, four, three in ninth position where Ryan currently is. He would just get two bonus playoff points and the 10th place finisher and points would get one bonus playoff point. So Ryan has the victory in hand from the Coke 600. So that would be five. And then um, he has three stage wins. So that would make eight. And then if he got his two bonus playoff points, so he doesn't move at all in the standings, he would end up with 10. So he'd be carrying 10 playoff points the rest of the way, unless he adds another win or more stages in the next two races or in any of the races of the playoffs. So I just get nervous because again, he wins the Coke 600. They were leading the points. They're in really good position to maybe win the regular season championship. And then that's just kind of slipped out of their grasp. So, but I do think it's still possible to maybe get to um, six or, you know, fifth, if, if, if anything to just kind of mm-hmm. move up and get a couple more. Cause you never know when you're going to need those extra points. Yeah. I like, um, you know, what really, really, really matters is when you get from the round of uh, 12 going to eight or the round of eight, trying to get to the four, um, you know, a couple of the spots are taken up by the race winners usually, as long as they're in the playoffs still. 
And, you know, if you have to point your way around people, those extra bonus points are really, really good to have versus other people. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we just, well, how about Win Daytona in two weeks? What do you think? You're going to be there, right? I mean, we've just we've seen it done before, <laughs> and it's possible. <laughs> I mean, he's due for a good run there again. I mean, you know, he wins that race. You know, he runs really well in the 500, nearly wins the 500 a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I don't think he's going to go out and win Watkins Glen this week, but definitely uh, could have a, a decent shot at running up front most of that race at Daytona on that Saturday night in a couple of weeks and, and going to victory lane. I think that would be, that would be perfect. And he can drink yeah. all the body armor he wants in uh, <laughs> parent company. Coca-Cola's <laughs> victory lane celebration that's for that. Right race. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, so that's the points. That's kind of, that's kind of where we sit. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird um, being disappointed. Like I feel a little bit disappointed right now in their points position where last year we were like in desperation mode at this point in the season without that win in hand. It could be worse. Um, You could be um, Bubba Wallace right now. You know, going into the weekend, Bubba was looking great. Uh, You just got to get through the next couple weeks. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you got a guy win a race who's outside the playoff bracket to begin with outside the top 16 and now all of a sudden the cut line is right below. And if um if somebody else outside that 16 wins the next week or two, uh Chase Elliott, um, he could bump Bubba right out of the playoff race, you know. So <laughs> oh well, what would yeah. it you know? and it doesn't even have to be Chase. I mean, it could even be it could be a random, you know, Todd Gilliland could go out and win Daytona or something, and then yeah, just that's it it's what it is. I mean, Chase wins next week, then it you know puts it to where um, even like Harvick and uh, Brad Keselowski have to be nervous Keselowski, about who could win, who could win Daytona. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. We get to, we could get to the point where we were last year with Daytona, where it's you know, Truex guy top wins. five in points. Yep. Yeah, wrong guy wins, and could you imagine? Uh, that's a hell of a scenario. We're two weeks out from it, and I don't want to talk any, anything into <laughs> it happening. But could you imagine Kevin Harvick, who's had a really really solid year? a great year really you know and have it two guys win and just yeah deflating would that be would be awful but uh Mm -hmm. those opportunities to win are going to start (laughs) later this week as the nascar cup series heads to watkins Glen. you can catch the race saturday august 19th or not the race practice and qualifying starting 12 30 p.m eastern time this saturday Watkins Glen on USA followed up later in the afternoon with the NASCAR Xfinity series race at three 30 PM Eastern time, the Shriners children's 200. And then the main race is going to come up Sunday, August 20th, 3 PM Eastern time, the go bowling at the Glen. So that's, what's going to be setting up this week. So I want to dive into just a quick recap of what our fantasy lineups and results were from the Indy road course and then move on into talking about who our favorites might be for the race at Watkins Glen. So I didn't have that bad of a week. There's points during this race where I was in the top 10, um, but unfortunately slipped a little bit at the, at the end and I ended up finishing 18th overall in points earned. I started Daniel Suarez, got me 51. McDowell got me 59 points. Bell 32, uh, Chase Elliott, 49. Shane Van Gisbergen got me 29 points, and I left Kyle Larson in the garage. Uh, he had 36 points. That swap there wasn't going to put me into the top 10, so I'm not too sad 
about the fact that that didn't happen in the featured matchups. I picked Reddick over Elliot. That was wrong. I picked Truex over Busher. That was right. I picked Van Gisbergen over uh, Brody Kostecki, and that was correct. And I picked McDowell, the winner, over Justin Haley, and that was correct. So I went three for four on the featured matchups and, again, finished 18th in the overall uh, standings for just that week at Indy. So what did things look like for your lineup? Yeah, you know, I got to find the right thing here. This is my problem. I have three different leagues I'm in, three different lineups, um, not on purpose. Um, if you go in and you fix a lineup somewhere during the race, if you don't fix all three, some usages get changed. And um, I do have your of this. Lineup. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because if you want to, I got it now, but it's like, I'm missing a guy. Totally, totally missing a guy. Now in the other two, that's leagues, what I was going to say. I, yeah. You got a no pick. <laughs> I have a no pick. And, and that's yeah. the funny part is in the other two leagues, I have 30 more points. Yeah. So in the other two leagues, that guy was in the lineup and this one, it's not. So Suarez, Chase Elliott, Giz- Van Gisbergen, uh, Christopher Bell, um, second, third, 10th and eighth best guys. So really good actually and if i'd have had one more guy in the lineup would have had those like i said those 30 points um i had chase over uh reddick i had uh martin over chris i had shane shane over uh brody and i had mcdowell over haley so i got 40 points on the bonus points i got all that right <laughs> just the the uh, yeah, just leaving the one guy out just kind of kills one you guy out, and, yeah, if you think about it if i you know if i add that 30 points I mean, I probably still don't make it yeah, anywhere near the top uh, let's see, 37. I would have been like 28th or 29th, you know, with the 30 points. Um, where did I end up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 52. Not great. Not great. No. <laughs> but some folks did do well, and we'll go through yeah. that. The, the top 10 in points earned this past week at the Indy Road Course and the Team Blade and NASCAR Fantasy Live League. We had a tie for ninth with Cool Guy 2K and Peace Shoot Bill with 260 point, 262 points earned and eighth go Larson 265. Tie for six with Blaney Fan or Penske Fan 24 and Blaney Kicks Beep at 269. Three way tie for third with Adjuster 4, um, US Calvin and Blaney's Daisy with 272 points. Uh, second in points earned was Whip Wilson with 275 and eking out the win at the Indy Road Course on the Team Blade and NASCAR Fantasy Live League for this week was Doug QC with 279 points. Uh, let's flip over to the overall standing. So the points earned all throughout the year. I'm sitting in the 38th position now, 4,320 points. Uh, you've still hovering around top 15 here. So you're 15th right now, Mez 12, 4,517 points. In 10th, it's Fike 21, 4,575. In 9th, JD Racing, 4,592. In 8th, Penske Fan 24, 4,621. In 7th, Alyssa C, 4,624. In 6th, Christian Dana, 4,653. In 5th, Blaring Idiots, 4,662. Uh, tied for 3rd, we have Go Larson and Eric D15, 4,682. In 2nd, we have Blaney's Daisy, 4,690. And in the lead, in the overall standings, first position, Factory of Sadness 6, 4,773. So again, that brings us back to this weekend's race at Watkins Glen. Again, you can catch it 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday on the USA Network. Chase Elliott, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think I do have some starts left for him, so I can probably still start him this week. Has to be the favorite he's a multi-time winner at Watkins Glen I think that's where he got his first cup series win obviously it was in the old car people were saying ah he hasn't been any good in the new car well last couple road course races he's finished up front he finished second 
um, a couple of times here. So what uh, what do you think on Chase Elliott? Is this the time that he punches his ticket into the playoffs? This is this is two guys or three guys really you want to look at Chase Elliott, um, uh, the uh, the ninety nine Daniel, especially coming off their performance, and then the fifty four. Um, he's you know obviously gotten he's pretty good at road courses so um and all guys that need a win you know pretty much to get in so um yeah i take any one of those three uh this weekend as uh, as i'm already looking at the matchups because they've already they've already posted the matchups for this weekend's race and they've got mcdowell versus suarez and then uh chase versus uh uh larson so you know and larson's another one um you know, and if the number of starts, you, you only have two more weeks. So go ahead and use up your starts. Um, you know, cause what it resets at the beginning of the, of the playoffs. So if you've yeah. got two starts, use the two starts. If you got one start, you only got two weeks you know, to use it. So, um, you know, that's, that's where my lineups are running a little bit thin. Cause I've got certain guys I used a ton, you know, and they're guys running in the top five every week. So I got to find some people this week, but, uh, <clears throat> I think I got a couple. I already started setting the lineup, so I don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> the 99, the 9, the 17, the 54, the 20, and the 8 in the garage. There you go. There's my lineup already. Yeah, I don't think that's a – doesn't sound like a bad one to me. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to pay attention to Saturday when they have practice and qualifying at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thankfully, again, it will be on TV on the USA Network just to kind of get a sense because what you want to see is what the their average speeds are in practice – and then see where they are when it comes to qualifying, because track position does matter at these races on the road courses where um, there's no, no, you have to rely on a natural caution. There's no stage breaks doing that. And, um, and I'm not sure what the tire wear is going to be like this week, but I think, I believe they're taking the same tire that they've been running at all the road courses this year. So I wouldn't expect it to be too much different. Yeah. The, the, the fact that there's no cautions at the stage breaks makes a huge difference. Um, hopefully there's no brake failures or anything like that going down into turn one. Cause that's usually where you see it. You see everybody going wide into one or getting around each other in one. And sometimes somebody just overshoots it. Um, kind of wish they changed the restart zone in this one too, just, just because it seemed to work so well, uh, Indy and, and Chicago, I think any of them where you got to go down a long straightaway into a, into a sharp 90 degree, you know, turn, I think they ought to just change that restart zone, make it start way back earlier in the turns, so we can actually see some racing. Um, that's the best part about Indy. And, um, you know, is that there was racing um, coming down into one, not just banging into each other. So hopefully we won't see that at the Glen, but we've seen it in years past. We've seen guys get down to one and try to muscle each other and just totally knock somebody almost into the stands over there down at the bottom of the hill. Um, but the weather looks like it's supposed to be pretty good. I don't think it's supposed to be any rain Saturday or Sunday just yet. So that could change. Um <clears throat> uh, because that kind of be kind of cool to see a wet weather package there too. Uh, yeah, we could see. That. I think yeah, it was really a small chance on. There's more of a chance on Saturday than it was Sunday as of now. But we saw with Michigan, uh, the weather can change pretty drastically over the week. So and flop back and forth, and then yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But I, I'd be so, okay. I don't mind wet weather racing when I'm not there. Yeah, second week in a row of uh, pitting the car backwards. Um, you know, talking to one or two of the pit crew guys, uh, that they did a pretty good job with it. Like I said, you can watch the videos, uh, the times, uh, it was actually the pit stop of the week there. Um, was that Pi Pi tech that, uh, puts that out with, uh, 
they had 11.38 second pit stop. So pitting the car backwards on that first pit stop and 11.38, that's pretty good four tire stop and the fuel. They were probably still waiting on fuel actually on that stop even. So uh, I know the second, uh, if you guys look up the pit stop time, the second one was a lot longer, but once again, they were waiting on fuel. Um, but, uh, for two pit stops, pretty good. Luckily they don't get paid by the pit stop. They get paid <laughs> by the day. So they got a full day's pay for just a little bit of work, which was, which is fine. You know, hopefully it's the same way this week. Hopefully they only need a couple pit stops and use a little bit of strategy, uh, get themselves out near the front. So again, if you want to catch this race, the go bowling at the Glen, 3.30 PM Eastern time on Sunday, you can watch it on the USA network. Um, that mostly wraps it up this week for this episode of the podcast. Did want to mention a congratulations out to Dale Blaney. Uh, while a, a lot of the sprint car world was over at Knoxville in Iowa running the Knoxville Nationals, uh, Dale and several other big name guys hung around the the north uh, the northeast there. Dale went to Central PA to Clinton County Speedway and ended up taking home the victory in the Phil Walter Classic again at Clinton County Speedway as a 35 lap feature event. $6,300 prize for his win. I think it's his third or so win on the season. And it's really great to see uh, the low rider back in victory lane. Once again, picked up a couple wins earlier this year at Sharon Speedway in Ohio as well. So congratulations to him and that whole uh, 32B team. Um, but like I said, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blaney and on Instagram at Team.Blaney. And finally, we'd like to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. Established in 2018, this organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers, events, and membership in the Blaney Bunch fan club. To learn more, visit RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For my co-host Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Dublin. Check out the TikTok. Hey, and race how you want to be raced. Well, thanks everybody for coming. Hope you enjoyed it.